like I said, it's like I came down here to write the end of my story and I just might happen to be living it. Hey mamas, I am just sitting here in my cozy little nook and I have been tinkering away at this 3D wood puzzle. I thrifted it last year when I originally got the travel trailer just as a last second thing because I was planning on Airbnb it, right? So I was like, oh, I'll get some puzzles and some DVDs and a DVD player and books and stuff. And so this 3D puzzle was one of those things, but it didn't come with instructions. And I have struggled on this puzzle since first getting here, not in a way that I'm like stressing myself out or getting anal about it. And I'm fine every night to just put all the pieces back and just be like, okay, it's cool. I'll come back to it. But it's almost like I thought of it in a meta way of like, this feels like an unsolvable puzzle. And I was comparing like how last year my main overwhelming goal was to complete the travel trailer renovation. Like it's so trippy that this time last year I was working on the travel trailer with no end in sight. It's It just feels insane to me. But this year, like coming to Texas and feeling like writing a book is my next like major goal. But feels like overwhelming and impossible in a sense of like it's like a puzzle I can't figure out whereas the travel trailer just felt like there was a million things to do and I felt inadequate but it it was doable it just felt impossible that way but writing in the book and stuff feels impossible in like an unsolvable kind of way but anyway I would just like casually kind of work on it at nights and get more and more familiar with the pieces because there's six sides to every geometric shape right so each one I'm trying to configure but anyway I just solved it tonight <laughs> and it's like it clicked where it's like these impossible tasks that are sitting before me I can look at it casually and just be like okay like it's gonna work eventually. And so, like I said, deep cleaning this travel trailer and protecting it from the mice was like my main task. It took precedence. It's like, this is my focus now. And the mice were kind of the straw on the camel's back that got me to this place. So I want to break it down. It all started when I took out the fabric shoe mats that I had at each of my entrances. I've got one in the bedroom and one in the kitchen like living room area and I took them out. I was like oh the sun will deodorize them part of me but then the other part of me is like oh I'm just gonna throw these out. There's no way like just mentally I can't get past the fact that who knows what's on these mats. Um, so I was hanging them on the back bar of the travel trailer and I saw my license plate which <laughs> I might get this out, but this is kind of hilarious. You know how like my license plates, I've gotten totally lucky when it comes to Texas. Like my my car, my Texas license plate was 555. Like I did not pick that. And then when I got my temporary license plate for this travel trailer, it ended in 1P, which I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> this is so like 
This is like a slap in the face. This is like mother nature laughing at me. But I got my like actual license plate last year, right? And it ends in 6969. <laughs> it's like, okay, like that's the last thing that's happening in this travel trailer. <laughs> but okay. Anyways, I might cut that. But um, I saw my license plate as I was like draping these fabric shoe mats over it. And I noticed that the expiry for the license plate is February 2024. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. That is going to be two days after I'm done at this site. So I'm cleaning, but the one day is actually sunny out for once. It's the first day that it's sunny. And it's not that warm, but at least there's sun out. So I was like, fuck it. I need some sunshine on my body. Like I'm a pale mess. I've said this before. I'm olive skin. So I go green without it. Like I need, I need a little dose. Okay. of some vitamin D, some sun. My skin is suffering. I just, I need sun. So anyway, so I'm laying out and lo and behold, a park ranger comes up to me named Betsy. And you know, I like to change names and protect privacy, but I can't, for the love of God, change her name. It's too perfect. She's a park host ranger named Betsy. I mean, come on. But she came over and first of all, I think I'm in trouble. I'm like, oh, are you allowed like to be in your bathing suit? Which is not a bathing suit, it's a sports bra. But, but she approached and just said, hey, just so you know, um, the water got shut off to the park, so we're locking the bathrooms. And I'm like, what? It ended up only being a, a short amount of time anyways, but it got us talking. And I'm just curious about her situation, right? And I don't want to like share too much, but I'm just saying to her like, do you find it hard to like state park host to like get a place? And she's like, no it's not hard at all. Like you just log on and you pick all the different parks that you are open to and then they get back to you. And I'm like, okay. First of all, I've been manually applying to every single park and Googling where they all are. So I didn't know about this system. Um, but secondly, it has not been easy for me. And she's telling me about her and how her and her husband retired early and they've just been doing this. They stay park to park like six months of the year and they go home for the other six months, visit their kids and all this stuff. And I'm like, interesting. And like the primordial part of myself is kind of jealous, right? Like, oh, like you got this and I couldn't get it. But the other part was genuinely curious because I'm like, this has been a struggle for me. And then the other thing she mentioned that shocked me was that because it's off season in January, anyone can park for 30 days rather than the 14, which I was told. So I could have actually been in Texas for a month, but my last day is January 30th at this spot. And I'm thinking like, could I extend my stay theoretically? Because that was my original plan, as y'all know. But there's somebody coming right after me the next day. So I would have to pay the $400 just to have the trailer moved to a different site for another 15 days. So again, I'm just factoring all of these in like, the, this is just interesting the way this is working out. So then later on, she's doing her thing and she's just like happily mowing 
the lawn that like across the lot and she's got all her layers on and and I'm thinking in my head like is that really what I would want to be doing right now no like what kind of park host is going to be curling her hair in the bathroom like it's just it's not me okay it's not me I'm not a freaking camper uh, you know, like, nah, especially not on my own. This just isn't me. And when I bought this travel trailer, a lot of people were like, oh, you could drive it around like cross country. And I'm like, literally do not want to. I want it to be my tiny home. I want it to be like a place that I stay in while I'm renovating a home. Um, So I'm looking at her doing these park host duties and I'm like, I don't actually want to do that. And then I'm thinking, like with these mice and everything, I have to come back to Texas like at least once a year to make sure it's not overrun by pests and critters. But to check on it, I'm paying $400 US to move it somewhere to even hook it up. And I don't want to hook it up to plumbing because in case there's any plumbing issues, that's a nightmare to work out. Um, I don't really want to hook it up to sewage because I can't like thoroughly clean it necessarily or I can but it's really tricky and it's not like it's used enough that it would like warrant it being worth it if that makes sense and economically it's just not making sense like it's costing me more money to move the trailer than it is to actually stay anywhere with the trailer. Hotels would be vastly cheaper um, and much less hassle and headache and confusion and the other thing mamas is I got a notice that my storage fees were going to be doubling to the place that I was storing it in Texas. And I was actually thinking like the one night I was laying in bed and I'm like, why am I furious right now? Like I feel furious. And I was thinking and I'm like, I'm fed up. Like I'm tired of being cold. I'm tired of booking it all the way to the washroom in the dark. I'm just, I'm just pissed off with this experience. And it's okay, like I'm just noticing it. But again, I'm thinking like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to come back to Texas. I need a freaking break. But I can't do that if the trailer's here because I need to check on it. So all of these things are starting to drop on my head like little pebbles, like tick, 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 tick. And I'm thinking instead of paying the guy $400 to move the travel trailer, renewing the sticker that's about to expire. What if I put those funds towards moving it to Canada? And it just started clicking and making sense. And it was like a weight was lifted and like my stomach just relaxed as soon as I thought it. Bring it to Canada. And then I'm comparing Canadian storage fees and they're a third of the price. And on top of that, mamas, there's seasonal rates for 2024 where I could park my travel trailer at a park if there's availability, right? It is competitive and hard to get into. But there's one park near where I live that literally looks like heaven on earth to me. There's a pool. It's heated. There's no hot tub. That's the only thing. There's no lake, but the cottage is right on the lake and the cottage is only half an hour away. My apartment is 15 minutes away. I would be close to, to work and all of these jobs around. Um, and it's got like volleyball. It's got outdoor pool, like billiards. It's got euchre nights every week, which I love euchre. It's like literally looks like 
incredible. Um, and it's under $4,000 for 12 months. So that's $300 a month, six months, the park is open six months. It's closed. So that includes winter storage fees. But like I say, I'd be paying the storage on top of rent. I could sublet out my apartment and it becomes a lot easier through property managers because they do all the work for you. Um, so I would be saving money. Like I would, I would pretty much just pay everything off in one year of having this work out. And also, side note, it really worked out that the sublet didn't work out because I'm coming home a lot sooner than I thought. Um, just another little, you know, like, well, that didn't work out. Interesting. Um, so I have been doing lots of research on that. And that's one way that I've shaped up in that I care to do more research and have more backup plans so that I can keep my options open and make the best choice for me. Even if I feel like I know what the right choice is, I'm still wanting to do a little more due diligence just to like really make sure that this is the right choice. So I'm starting to go through the steps of what would it actually entail in order for me to bring this travel trailer back to Canada. I vouched, I like pitched the plan and the ideas to friends, to roommates, to my parents. They're all like 100% on board. Oh, and here's the other thing that was like totally meant to be. I was doing the math on, on everything, like from bringing it in with the taxes, to the RIV, to the customs, to the duties, to the actual transportation of the trailer. All of it would be about $5,000 Canadian, which five power number, <laughs> sad power number at this point, but still decent, right? To actually Canadianize the travel trailer and have it in my back pocket to be able to check on it anytime I want and not worry about everything and being in a new country, dealing with it all, paying, you know, extra money for everything. Um, literally right before I left, my dad said to me that he's been squirreling away money and has a $5,000 loan available to me if ever I need some breathing room with my other line, lines of credit and, and just credit in general. It just was another like tick of, wow, this is so meant to be. Yes. Like there's just so many yeses pointing me in this direction. I don't, I need a break from Texas. I'm freaking done. I'm frustrated. These mice were the last straw, not having sewage, not having water, all these things, you know, and it's okay. Like I'm, I'm fine. And I have peace and calm in this travel trailer. I still can't believe it's mine every morning. Um, so I have done a lot of research today and tomorrow I'm going to finalize everything. I'm going to have it picked up Monday and then basically race them to the border. I should get there a day before them. Um, in order to just get my paperwork set up, get my certificate, of proof of purchase, my bill of sale, like anything that I need in order to transport it. And then, so it's way cheaper mamas for them to drop it close to the border rather than actually take it into Canada. And the thing is, is I would have to drive it at some point anyways, because I have to take it to Canadian Tire to get the RIV inspection to make it 
to make sure it's up to Canadian standards essentially and then move it to storage. So they can't just move it to storage for me. I'm going to have to drive it anyway. So I'm like, well, if I have to drive it anyways, I may as well hop over the border, get the travel trailer, bring it in. It's a lot less fees, less paperwork as well. So that's the plan. They'll drop it off close to the border. I'll pick it up with a pickup truck that I'm renting and my mom's ride or die. She's down to come along for the ride with me. Um, yes, I'm terrified to drive the travel trailer, but I keep saying to myself, if I remodeled it, I can freaking drive it. And I'm planning on doing it when it's low traffic. I'm going to do it first thing Saturday morning. I would do it in the middle of the night, but Canadian Tire opens at eight. So I have to work around that, but I plan to be there by eight o'clock on a Saturday. So hopefully it's not too busy. I already looked up. I can bring the rental truck over the border. No problem. I pay a little bit of a fee. That's fine. I can bring it back in. No fees coming back in. Get the, the RIV and the forms, um, pay customs and duties. Apparently I don't have to pay duties because it was made in North America. So that's saving me a pretty penny. Um, and then I, take it to a Canadian tire, get it inspected. I've already booked my appointment. I've already booked the rental truck for a certain day. Both of them, I have flexibility in case the dates need to change, but it's set in motion. And then I move it to storage. And again, I've been price shopping for storage. So I'm going to finalize the pickup date for my travel trailer and storage tomorrow and officially get the ball rolling. But that's what it's looking like mamas and then I'll move it to storage if I can't get into a park like right away um but it's actually okay if I move it to storage anyways because I do want to fix that diamond plating cosmetic feature before I take it into a park because I know some parks are like um what's the right word protective I guess of of the aesthetics that they let into their park because they don't want to devalue it <laughs> so that's an easy fix and it'll make it look modern and and nice and I can waterproof the the roof just again just to make sure um that it's protected and yeah so that's a huge plot twist happening that just kind of fell into place um like I said, it's like I came down here to write the end of my story and I just might happen to be living it. But yeah, this is how, this is how things are working out over here, mamas. I just, I mean, I just should throw my hands up at this point. Like what, <laughs> what do I even say? It's just, it's been a whirlwind of a season of my life and I am so looking forward to calming it down um and not that like I'm down to like live always comfortably because I like I say I want to choose relief over comfort and I will be so relieved when this thing is in Canada um but I wanted it as a tiny home to stay in for when I'm renovating a home and a home feels far away in a certain, in one sense, but in the other sense, I have a feeling that within two years, I'm going to purchase a home. <laughs> How, Jasmine? You're not technically working right now and you're in debt and all these things. But you know what? 
I just have a feeling. And when your girl gets a feeling, things start to happen. So um, we will see how all of that plays out. But tomorrow I finalize these decisions and then I have the week to decompress a little bit and play the waiting game, hopefully without stressing too much. I am planning to see Ray, who I absolutely love. She's been such a source of support for me while I've been in Canada and to reconnect with her will be amazing. I am seeing Haley, who y'all met in, I forget what episode, I think 33 or something like that, um, this week. And then I'll see the roomies for one more hurrah before their little Canadian goose flies back to the motherland. Um, but yeah, if I come back to Texas, if I come back to the States anytime soon, it's going to be in a whole heck of an easier way than orchestrating and bending over backwards to figure all this shit out um so anyways mamas I told you I was gonna do two podcasts in one week this is what's been going on this week it has just felt like this unsolvable puzzle that is now just falling into place the story of a broke girl with a broken heart and a broken travel trailer finding wholeness hmm. um so yeah if, if you've been here following along on this path on this journey thank you so freaking much if you're here and taking the time to just get caught up welcome life is unfolding in a really cool way in my life and I am excited to keep seeing where it takes me, mamas. I might have my tiny home in Canada. And it is my dream tiny home. Oh, I am just feeling on track. Feeling on track. So thank you for taking the time to be here and listen. And... Until next week, mamas, take care.